Welcome to the Statesman Journal's Explore Oregon podcast. I'm your host, Zachar Ness, and in each episode, producer David Davis and I highlight Oregon's most beautiful and interesting places. This podcast is brought to you by the American Forest Resource Council, supporting responsible forestry on public lands throughout the Pacific Northwest. Learn more at amforest.org. We're also supported by Visit Tillamook Coast, a land of ocean and forest just an hour from the Willamette Valley with a new recreation map you'll hear about later in the show. Finally, the Oregon Parks and Recreation Department encourages Oregonians to come out and experience the changing seasons, but also be well prepared for whatever winter brings. It's worth noting this week we're expecting our first batch of low elevation snowfall in the Cascade and Coast Range, so it's a good time to get prepared and check conditions ahead of time. Always a smart idea. Okay, so in today's episode, we're headed down to the border of Oregon and California to talk about one of the truly magic places on Earth, the Grove of Titans. But first, here's some guitar music to get us rolling. All right, David, in this episode, we are in full celebration mode, and the reason is very close to my heart. The Grove of Titans, perhaps the most spectacular collection of redwood trees on this fair earth, has finally reopened with a $3.4 million trail system. I've reported a lot about this particular grove because its story is almost a Shakespearean tragedy of this beautiful place that gets discovered and then is loved to death in a way that does some pretty serious damage. But the thing here is that we actually have a positive outcome with this new trail system specifically designed to protect these trees of the ancient world. And so we're going to go into all of that, how to visit, the backstory. But I did get a chance to visit the trail last weekend. It just opened. And look, this is going to be on the short list for most beautiful spots in the United States. Full stop. Like, it's it's that good. Yeah, this seems like a rare happy ending to what could have been a love-to-death tragedy. But we do have to address the elephant in the room first. The Grove of Titans, which is located in Jedediah Smith Redwood State Park, is technically in California. So why should Oregonians care? Well, yes, if you want to get technical, sure. Jed Smith Redwood State Park is officially 13 miles south of the Oregon border as the crow flies. But look, I think we addressed this in our podcast that covered the redwoods of southern Oregon and extreme northern California previously. But what we've decided is that Oregon should just annex this very small part of California. California has plenty of other (laughs) things to worry about. And it can even keep most of its redwoods, including the sequoias. But these coast redwoods, just right near the border, they are decidedly a Pacific Northwest rainforest. So we're going to refer to this as New Oregon for the time being, (laughs) and I see no conflict of interest. Okay, I guess what I was hoping for was just the redwood species respects no man-made borders. The redwood region is really best enjoyed by visiting both states. True. If you're going to drive all the way to southern Oregon, don't just stop at the border. Take in everything you can. Yeah, that's 100% true. Like... (laughs) And actually, your answer might be better than mine than, like, (laughs) the political requirements of rejiggering the border 20 miles to the south. But I like my idea, too. But let's get to the point here, because it occurs to me that we've been talking about this a little bit, and I haven't really spelled out what makes this place such a big deal. So, put simply, the Titans are a group of some of the largest and oldest redwoods on Earth. They're up to 320 feet tall and 1,500 years old. But what really makes them stick out are these massive trunks. So there are 10 
titans in this one grove, and many of them are among the largest on Earth by volume. So if you've ever seen pictures or visited the General Sherman tree in Sequoia National Park, you know, it, down there where people like drive their cars through the middle of trees, the Titans are like a bunch of General Shermans all in one place surrounded by primeval forest. So it's really an incredible experience. Pretty much all old growth redwood forests make you feel like you're on a different planet. But when you see the Titans in person, they have such an overwhelming size and personality that it really feels like they might just start walking around and, and talking to you like those Ents from the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Okay, so very large trees, beautiful surroundings. What's the news here? Right, so we're going to get into the problems that the Titans experienced in a little bit. But the news here is that after being closed off for almost two years for this project, the Titans have been reopened with the completion of the first phase of this multi-million dollar project. The first segment of the rerouted and greatly improved trail opened just this past autumn, which means you can get down there and see the Titans on this great elevated boardwalk that is designed to protect the forest. So that's the first part of the project. In early summer, the full trail will be completed that connects the Titans to all these other parts of the park. So you'll be, you'll be able to go on longer hikes to reach them, reach them from different ways. And that probably happens around May. So that'll be ready for the peak summer season down there. Okay, so you can go and visit these giant trees now and a longer version of the trail will be completed by early summer. I guess the next question is, why did it take so long? These trees are, like you said, 1,500 years old. Jed Smith State Park's been around since 1939. Why is this a recent development? Well, that's when we start getting into the really interesting part of this story, both good and bad. See, we've only known about these trees since the 1990s, when they were first documented by Steve Sillett and Michael Taylor, two scientists and big tree hunters. In the 1990s, there was this moment when we kind of realized that the world's tallest tree might still be out there, and it launched this kind of quest to find it. Sillett and Taylor were a big part of that world. Sillett was the first scientist to really study the redwood canopies by climbing them on ropes. He kind of pioneered this new way of looking into the biosphere of redwood canopies. So he's looking at all these plants and animals that only lived on these kind of like islands at the tops of 300-foot trees. It's a pretty cool thing. His work also put him in good position to actually measure the giants because he could go all the way up and just measure it top to bottom, which is really hard to do on the ground. So this spawned kind of a niche world of big tree hunters. It was pretty quiet back in the 90s. The internet hadn't quite drawn together folks to the way it would later. And the concept was kind of way off the radar for a vast majority of people. But people like Sillett and Taylor would go bushwhacking through these dense forests, searching for these giant redwoods that no one had ever really seen before, just because of the impenetrable nature of the, you know, these redwood forests. So that's the context here. It includes the discovery of what's now recognized as the world's tallest tree, the 380-foot Hyperion in Redwood National Park. But in a lot of ways, the Titans are even cooler than the tallest tree on Earth just because there's so many of these giant trees in one spot and they're just so fascinating. They're just interesting looking. And the story of how Taylor and Sillett found them is a pretty fun one and really captures this moment in time. I'm Andy Geisler. I'm a forester at the American Forest Resource Council and we're proud to sponsor the Explore Oregon podcast. Like you, I love the outdoors. On many days, the forest is my office. 
I work on the ground with public lands agencies on good forest management projects. Forest management helps achieve important conservation goals while providing sustainable timber. Science-based forestry helps improve wildlife habitat, outdoor recreation, clean air and water. And it's essential to providing renewable, climate-friendly wood products. Learn more about us at amforest.org. All right, our newest sponsor is Visit Tillamook Coast, a land of ocean beach, ancient forest, and a shocking number of beautiful places you might never have heard of, all centered around towns like Manzanita, Pacific City, and Tillamook. This is a beautiful area to visit, and the best way to plan a trip here is by looking at their newly created trails and recreation map. The map features 800 different sites from campgrounds to beaches to hiking trails. My favorite thing about the map is that it breaks down activities into 13 categories. So say you're looking for a campsite. Just click on the drop down menu and 22 different campsites appear. And you can get information on each one. If you're looking for a hike or a way to get on the water, the map has 40 different trails and 48 boat ramps all laid out on an easy to navigate digital map. To find the map and get started, visit tillamookcoast.com slash recreation hyphen map. So the story begins in May of 98, when the duo decided to go explore the unmapped jungles of Jed Smith for big trees. At first, it didn't really go very well. Yeah, they're crawling through underbrush on their hands and knees, their, their belly crawling below huge logs, going through brush that they had to like turn their bodies sideways to get through. They start bushwhacking down a small creek. They're cold and wet. It's getting dark. Taylor fell down a few times. He was sort of a notorious klutz. They started yelling at each other. So it's, it's not going well. It's pretty bad. But then, just before darkness, Taylor reaches this fallen redwood trunk. He climbs up over it, and he sees this astonishing sight, just the largest redwood he'd ever seen. He kind of described it as a wall of wood. This was, of course, the Grove of the Titans, one of the first trees they found there. And for years, Sillett kind of had the place to himself. He did a lot of climbing and science there. And, you know, the place stayed mostly off the radar. Now, if it seems like we know the story in pretty intimate detail, it's because that account was published in the book The Wild Trees by Richard Preston, which documented this world of big tree explorers. It was published in 2007 and keeps the Grove's location secret. But it came out just as tree hunting was finding a home on the internet. And naturally, you read the story, you find out about these amazing trees, and people are really going to want to find them. And when they do, they're going to post about it online. Yeah, I think about that moment in time, you know, 2007. That's really when the internet starts to take off into the hypersphere. Like people well, are... I think I think there there's sort of like important moments when social media becomes a bigger part of mm-hmm. bringing groups together with similar interests in like a wider way than it had previously. I just think you could do more on the internet by 2007, you know, in terms of coordinates, in terms of pictures. Like it had really kind of rounded into shape and, you know, it would get exacerbated by social media. So You know, the the Titans start becoming better and better known directions. GPS coordinates are popping up on the websites. Uh, It starts to show up on social media. And instead of just a handful of, you know, crazy big tree hunters searching for the Titans, it becomes regular people. Maybe it's 20 per day and then 30 and then 50, then 60 per day. And because there's no official trail, people are making their own pathways, basically stomping out wide parts of the forest. So that's not great. And what's even worse for redwoods specifically is that they have very shallow root systems, meaning that when the roots are exposed, they have trouble taking in nutrients and oxygen. So that was a real problem. 
And here's a quote. I wrote, you know, I wrote a long story about the, the plight of the Titans. And here's a quote from the lead ranger at California's parks at the time. So he told me, it's supposed to look like virgin forest passed down from prehistory. But instead, it's starting to look like the Los Angeles freeway system. Yeah, so this became a real conundrum for parks officials at Jed Smith. For a long time, they denied the existence of the Titans. They would say something along the lines of, well, yes, there are some large redwood trees off trail, but that's about all they'd say. You know, it's funny. I was actually a reporter in southern Oregon during this time specifically. And I, and I remember very well contemplating whether or not I should write about the Titans for the newspaper where I worked, which was the Grants Pass Daily Courier. I was never told no by parks officials because, look, this is public land. You are allowed to go off trail in the Redwoods. But I could almost feel the stress and helplessness they felt. I mean, they wouldn't acknowledge that this place existed, yet it would show up on Google Maps. So obviously that can't last. Eventually something had to give. In 2017, parks officials finally decided they really had to do something about this. They came up with a design to reroute Mill Creek Trail so that it passed through the Titans. And then they came up with a boardwalk design that would protect the tree-sensitive roots. And further, they decided to discourage and even outlaw people from going into the Titans until they could finish the project. But they had to come up with the money because, obviously, California state and national parks don't have a few million lying around. So most relevant to me during this time period, they finally decided that they would open up and talk about the situation on the record. I'd been asking for years. So I wrote a long story about the plight of the Titans, and it got picked up all over the place. National and regional media outlets picked up the story, and eventually some pretty wealthy nonprofits and people got involved. The Save the Redwoods League raised a whopping $1.7 million for the project. I do have to shout out the Redwood Parks Conservancy, too, since they were looking for a solution right from the beginning, and they were kind of on the ground um, in, at the start of this thing. It's kind of a funny story. Like, one of the times I visited the Titans as I was getting prepared to write it, I just randomly came across the executive director of the Redwood Parks Conservancy, <laughs> and we had, like, a really good conversation about you know, what I was going to write about, you know, what we were trying to accomplish. Because look, I mean, I was a journalist. I wasn't trying to get an agenda across. But the idea was to say, this grove's in trouble. You know, they have a solution to fix it, but it's going to cost this much money. And so, you know, that's what the story was about. And it just is one of those moments. So they raised the money in two years, adding some money from grants, state agencies, and other sources. They broke ground in 2019 and it was hoped they'd have it finished by 2021. But the supply shortage wrought by the pandemic slowed things down a bit. They're now targeting early summer 2022 for full completion. But with part of the trail open, the situation can be considered a success. Yeah, you almost hate to jinx it, but right now it feels like it worked out pretty well. The public gets access to this amazing place, the type of place that can inspire children and adults to feel a profound connection to the natural world. And they don't have to feel guilty about it anymore that, you know, they're not trampling the forest. It's it's fine to be there. I think the best summation of the situation came from Erin Gates, uh, deputy superintendent of the Redwood National and State Park System. She told me it's impossible to come here and not feel reverence and awe. And to have the opportunity that allows more visitors to connect with such a powerful place is very exciting to us. At the same time, the story of the Titans, and the story we want to share as well, is about how easily we can damage the very places that we love. All right, so this all sounds great, but can you give us a little more about how we can see the trees now? What are some of the nuts and bolts? 
Yeah, so you just head down to Jedediah Smith Redwood State Park following Highway 199 south from Grants Pass. Uh, when you get to the park, or actually before you get to the borders, you can actually turn onto Howland Hill Road. And this is a dirt road that travels through the heart of the park. It's a really amazing road. You keep driving right past Stout Grove, which is kind of the most famous spot there right now. Keep going a little ways until you reach a new little bathroom and trailhead. There's a little sign there that points toward Grove of the Titans. It's not a secret anymore. It's only about a 1.5-mile hike out and back right now. When it's completed, though, the new route will be somewhere around four miles total, but you'll also be able to connect it to Stout Grove, the campground, and even Hayuchi Trailhead, which is over on 199. So there'll be a lot more options than there is now. But if you want to get down there before the crowds arrive, you know, really kind of bask in its glory in a little bit of solitude, now's a great time to go. I was down there on a Saturday, you know, on a perfectly fine whatever winter's day. There's like five other people on the trail, when people find out about this, it's going to be a lot more crowded, but that's okay. So I really think if this episode has taught us anything, uh, it's that if you ever find something really cool out in nature, don't give it a name and certainly don't give it a cool name that makes people super interested. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if you post pictures of some giant trees, that might arouse the interest of some people and some people might be like, yeah, I want to check that out. But if you hear a place called the Grove of the Titans, just about everybody is going to want to see it and nothing is going to hold them back. So, yeah, names make a big difference for this kind of stuff. Or you could find a place and just give it a really underwhelming name like, <laughs> you know, Chill Trees Drive or <laughs> like Medium sized Redwoods Grove. <laughs> Mediocre uh, tree stand. Yeah, exactly. By the way, and on that note, um, Sillin Taylor actually applied – even cooler names to the individual trees originally. I'm not going to say them anymore, but they, they were pretty good names. However, park rangers told me that they're basically getting rid of any reference to those names to eliminate kind of the celebrity status of the trees and hopes people just kind of appreciate the forest as opposed to just the trees. <laughs> I did that in my that, head just now, is, by the way. That is some amazing, uh, amazing stuff there. At any rate, if you're interested in the additional details on the Grove of Titans, we'll include all of Zach's reporting on the landing page for this episode at statesmanjournal.com slash explore. We should also mention that we did an entire podcast, uh, one of our first, actually, about the entire Redwood National and State Park system, along with the Redwoods on Oregon soil. That episode has some pretty cool stories, including one of my favorite about how plans to log one of the last old-growth Redwood groves in Oregon Eventually, it became one of the best trails to see redwoods on Oregon soil. So be sure to check that episode out. It has a lot more information, and it talks about a lot more places, down to the Prairie Creek Redwoods and Redwood National Park, and again, the Oregon Redwoods. So check it out. Well, that's about all the time we have left in today's show. We hope you enjoy the story behind this amazing new trail, and this maybe prompted a, some thought about a trip to the redwoods. If you like what you heard, check out our catalog of what is now over 50 episodes featuring Oregon's most beautiful and interesting places at statesofjournal.com slash explore. You can also always find us at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. We'd once again like to thank our sponsors, beginning with the American Forest Resource Council. AFRC supports responsible forestry on public lands throughout the Pacific Northwest for our environment, for our economy, and for our future. Learn more at amforest.org. We'd also like to thank Visit Tillamook Coast, 
a great place to plan your outdoor adventure with the help of their new recreation map. And thanks to the Oregon Parks and Recreation Department, which stresses the importance of recreating responsibly and leaving no trace in Oregon's outdoors. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us on the next edition of the Explore Oregon podcast.